Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast with Cody and Nick. Cody, I am a little sad that draft season is wrapping up. I, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago about how this is kind of my favorite time of the fantasy year. But at the same time, football is actually going to start, so we're going to see you know, how all of this stuff we've been talking about for three months is going to play out here uh, in a little under a week. I'm pretty excited. How about you, bud? Yeah, I cannot wait. Um, Obviously, Thursday night football only uh, two days away if you're listening to this on Tuesday when it is released. So uh, obviously, we cannot wait. We will have a Thursday night preview episode that will come out Thursday morning. And then we will also have a week one um, breakdown of every game that will come out Friday morning. So um, get ready to you know set your lineups and you know week one's here so I I can't wait to be completely honest I don't plan on doing anything Sunday but sitting around watching football for nine hours so if you're listening I assume you're probably doing the same thing yeah I had that uh, nine hour stretch blacked out on my schedule for quite a long time no way that uh, you're gonna see me anywhere but in front of a TV watching some football on Sunday for sure but Today, we have a little first week preview and uh, some best bets that we want to throw your way. The first week preview, obviously, we're going to get into each matchup, like you said, uh, in a couple days. So on this one, we're just going to kind of go over a few general things like who you're most excited to see, the most intriguing matchup, maybe an upset pick. Uh, We'll have a few questions that we'll both answer answer for, uh, for you guys. And then the best bets, I went back through. All of our divisional previews picked out my favorite ones. Uh, saw how the lines have maybe moved a little bit and adjusted my uh, my my best bets for you guys. So I have this is the condensed version of the already condensed uh, bets that I put together for each of the season previews. So these are the best of the best, guys. You really were you were going to want to listen to the best bets if you want to make some money. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so we can go ahead and get started with our week one preview here. So player on a new team that we are most excited to see. So um, I'll let Nick go ahead and start with this one because I think anybody who knows Nick could guess who this is. But Nick, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, uh, this one's Russell Wilson, and it's not that close for me. I think, um, you know, he makes a lot of sense from even a non-Broncos fan perspective. He gets to play his old team on Monday night. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty good script if you were to write it, and uh, the NFL did just that. But, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson's my new face in a new place that I want to see the most. Absolutely. I, I would honestly say Russell Wilson also, but I'm going to go ahead and throw Baker Mayfield in there as well. Um, similar situation playing the Cleveland Browns obviously recently said that he wants to uh, kick their butt so he is uh, gonna have to back that up and I think they could I think it's gonna be a good game obviously you know Jacoby Brissett we don't know what we're gonna get out of him but I think the Browns defense and their running game is good enough to keep him in the game we'll see if Baker can maybe pull off a, uh, a late upset so um, we can kind of roll this straight into our most intriguing matchup. I put Baker on here without even noticing. Nick, who is your uh, most intriguing matchup this week? Well, I clearly agree with you about Baker because my most intriguing matchup is the Browns versus the Panthers. Um, obviously, the storyline is the big thing here. The game itself is probably on the lower end as, as far as the fireworks For go sure. expected going into the week. But I just love that. Pretty much either way this game plays out, I just I want to see it because it, one way is Baker plays really well and you know gets to school his old team and whatever happens after that ensues. But or the the other thing the other thing that could happen is that Baker plays horribly and the Browns 
you know, win this game in Carolina. And I, I just can't wait to see the reaction either way for this game. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I went a little bit of a different route. I chose the Rams versus the Bills. Um, two huge Super Bowl favorites squaring off to start the season. Um, like I said, like you couldn't if you couldn't tell earlier, I'm excited for Thursday night. So <laughs> I cannot wait for that game. It should be awesome. And from a anytime pure, you get go from ahead. a pure football perspective, you're right. This is the this is the matchup of the week. And I oh don't yeah, know, I give think me it's that close. Give me Josh Allen on a standalone game Thursday night. It's going to be fantastic. I hope I, I haven't really paid too much attention. I hope I'm not playing him in week one because he just might go berserk to start the season. Yeah, it should be a really high-scoring game too. So I'm sure we'll uh, we'll see some fireworks on Thursday night. That's an awesome matchup to start the year. Um, next question we're going to do here, the fantasy situation you want to get clarity on. And um, for me, I'm going to go with the Jags running back situation, maybe a little bit of an underrated pick there. But I just think it's so interesting what we've seen out of Jacksonville. Everything that we've seen from the beat reporters is that James Robinson is healthy and is going to be the guy. But fantasy drafters have not been taking their advice. Obviously, ETN has been going much earlier, and I agree with that just because I I just can't see James Robinson coming out and being, you know, a full-time back this short off an Achilles injury, but I'm just interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, you have ETN going for a fourth or fifth round pick and James Robinson going in double digits in almost every draft. So, I mean, if Robinson comes out and is the RB1, I mean, fantasy players are going to be uh, – <laughs> quite shook to say the least it's right. gonna be pretty crazy um my my situation i want to get some clarity on is the chiefs wide receiver options um i know we're kind of talking about it like a three-headed monster because we're including sky Moore in that to start the season um or mccall hardman and i think that both of them aren't going to be um reliable fantasy options at any point i mostly want to see how involved mvs is and if they maybe use him in a similar role to Tyreek Hill, a lot of screens, let him work with the ball. Um, if he does that, I think MVS might be the most valuable fantasy option. And then Juju could also be just their possession guy with Travis Kelsey, and he may be more valuable than I'm predicting. So I'm hoping just to get a little bit of clarity on there. And then um, obviously they could potentially get dropped and stuff like that. So you just kind of want to take a look at their wide receiver options more than just the um, more than what just the stats say after week one. I think watching the game, kind of seeing how the offense flows, is going to be very important. Yeah, I, I could really see it going on so many different ways, and I, I I agree with you. It is very interesting and probably very impactful for the rest of the year to just kind of see how they deploy their weapons and who's actually playing, you know, full time snaps. For so sure. um, I could see it going a lot of ways there in Kansas City. They have some options. Uh, Next, we're going to go with our most confident pick against the spread. And for me, I'm going to go with the Eagles minus four over the Detroit Lions. Um, we've talked about how we kind of like the Lions as a team, uh, their organization heading in the right direction, it seems. Uh, but I feel like this is just kind of a bad matchup for them. Um, I think, you know, Philly has a top rated offensive line as well as a really strong front seven. Detroit uh, has a great offensive line, but if they aren't able to establish a significant advantage there, they might struggle to run the ball. And then, you know, you're relying on Jared Goff to beat any secondary. I'm not going to love that. Uh, love those odds. And then on the other side, I think the Lions front seven is probably their weakness on defense. And, uh, you know, the Eagles might just be able to you know, run them over completely with their uh, their rushing attack. Yeah, I, I do agree with you there. I think the the Eagles offensive line against the Detroit defensive line is the, that's the a, biggest upset. That's a bad in that matchup. That is a bad so, matchup. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, obviously, you know, line play doesn't get shown in the highlights, but most of the time games are depending, or games are determined by whose offensive and defensive lines control the game. So Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. That's a good that's a good play. So obviously we're gonna disagree about this next one. Don't want to spoil our next segment, but my favorite bet of the week is I love the 49ers minus seven and a half. Seven and a half against the Bears. Um, simply I love the 49ers. I hate the Bears to start this year. Um, and it's a bigger spread than I usually even like to bet, but I love the 49ers and even if Trey Lance is a little, you know, iffy to start the season, I think that Shanahan offense is going to be easy enough. They're going to be able to run the football. He'll hit some easy completions. I could see them getting over 20 points, and I don't think the Bears are going to get over 17 at the most. So if I can, if the, if I can get the 49ers, 27 to 17 is where I would probably put this game. We can go ahead and parlay that conversation about the 49ers and Bears into our upset picks of the week. Uh, I took the Bears plus 245 is what you can get them on the money line over the 49ers. Uh, I don't really disagree with anything that you said there uh, on its face. I just think that there's a chance Lance you know, comes out and struggles in his first game in Chicago. Uh, if you People don't remember this too well because it was so early in the year last year, but the Bears did beat the Bengals early on in the year with Joe Burrow coming back from his knee injury, you know, and maybe not, not an apples to apples comparison there, but maybe just uh, something where Lance takes a few weeks to get going. And, you know, if the, if the bears defense can hold Lance to, you know, 17 points, I think fields has a, at least a chance to, to get to that number and maybe get, you know, get them over the hump there. Yeah. I just think it's a complete mismatch. I think the, I, similar to the, the offense and defensive lines in your matchup, I think the 49ers defensive line may just completely overwhelm Chicago. They, they absolutely could. They, they, and that think, worries me in that game, but I, I just think, yeah, like, like I said, I, I think I'm, yeah. I'm betting on fields to get to 17, maybe 20 points. If you, yeah. you know, can put just a couple if drives it, together and then land struggling. Would, if they uh, get to 17, I would be concerned. I said 27-17, but if you told me the Bears got to 17 points, I'd be concerned with this co- with this cover. So I, I mean, I could see their defense, the 49ers' defense, just this being you know a seven point game, ten points for the Bears, and then just getting steamrolled. So um, again, I but I'm a 49ers homer now out of nowhere. So <laughs> it's it is what it is. They're so, all of a sudden um, you are fiercely loyal to the 49ers here, uh, just because of your takes that you've had on them so far, but. Cody, you want to go yeah. ahead and give me your upset pick of the week? For sure. Absolutely. So um, I didn't go quite as big odds. I was kind of looking at that plus 200 range, and nothing stuck out to me. I understand the Bears over the 49ers because of the new quarterback, and that you know it makes sense. That's a good argument. I couldn't make another one come up with one at once at similar odds, but I chose the Patriots over Miami at plus 135. Um this is very simple to me. I'm going to take Belichick as an underdog against a first-time head coach in his first NFL game. Obviously, Miami has the better offensive weapons, but, um, I mean, are we really going to have, you know, I don't know. Like, I just I don't see Belichick losing to uh, Mike McDaniel in his, in his first NFL game. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, the odds aren't that bad, though. It's only plus 135. So it's not like, you know, the Patriots are big underdogs. But against the spread, it's three points, which I think is pretty disrespectful to Bill Belichick. So I'm surprised uh, the, to see the juice on that number, honestly. I think that would be closer to uh, a reg- you know, plus 100, plus 110. So plus 135 yeah. for the Patriots uh, against Miami, who's a solid team, but not a guaranteed contender. I, I like those odds as well. I think that's a, that's a pretty good pick there, Cody. I'll give you some credit. 
Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, well, let's roll in. Season-long best bets. Nick, you perfectly put 10 here. So we will have 10 best bets. Um, these are season-long, so some of them are a little bit, um, I would say, just odds-based in here. But, um, yeah, Nick, if you want to take it off, I will uh, give some analysis on whether or not I think people should risk their money on these type of bets or not. So these aren't in any particular order. I'm not going best to worst here. So don't oh, don't yes, take any enough. sort of uh, meaning in that. Just just to start off here, I do have them listed, but uh, we're just you know they're they're all in about the same level of confidence. So uh, my first one here, we talked about this one. I still really like this one, and, and and I was really surprised to see that this line did not move because we talked about this one before Tim Patrick got hurt, uh, and now there's less you know less receiving options. But th- this is the Broncos player, uh, one single Broncos player to have over nine and a half receiving touchdowns. My logic behind it at the time was that in five of seven of the last season, uh, five of Russell Wilson's last seven seasons, he's had someone catch at least 10 touchdowns. um, And now he has one less option to receive, you know, to spread the touchdowns around too. So I'm just hoping one of Sutton or Judy gets to 10. And, you know, based on Russell Wilson's history, I think there's pretty good odds on that. And you get a plus 225 number on that as well. Yep, I love that bet personally. Um, one, I did see a sleeper notification come across that said Corlin Sutton is like by far and away Russell Wilson's number one wide receiver. And we never want to take that, you know, to be 100%. But if he is favoring him, Sutton over 10 touchdowns, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's a lock almost. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would even almost look at the, the red zone guy in that situation, yeah. even if he wasn't the, you know, the, the target hog. So if he's both of those things, it'd be hard for him to not get to 10. Yeah. And if you're telling me Russell Wilson throws over 30, over 35 touchdowns and is almost hitting 40, I would almost want to look at what are the odds to have two players over nine and a half right. receiving touchdowns? Because I, I could see Jerry Judy also breaking through. I'm a little bit lower on Jerry Judy than Sutton overall, uh, obviously with the camp hype, but I mean, I could see both those guys being 10 touchdown guys. So, yeah, I love that bet personally. I loved it before. I agree with Nick. I'm surprised it didn't change with Tim Patrick going down for the year. So, yeah, I was, um, that's a really, I was really very surprised bet. to see the juice not come down a little bit on that after the Patrick injury, but you can still get that at plus 225. I like that bet quite a bit. Uh, this next one uh, is, you know, I'm sure Cody's going to like this one because of his picks earlier today, but I have the Vikings to win the division when I gave this pick out. Uh, back in July, it was plus 275. It has actually moved to plus 260. So Vegas coming around to my line of thinking a little bit. I still like it at plus 260, obviously. Not quite as much, but I think I'd play this all the way down to even plus 225 because I think there's better than uh, 2 to 1. I think it's about, you know, I think they have about a 33% chance to win this thing, and uh, that would be better than 2 to 1 odds. So we like them at plus 260. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, if you listen to yesterday's podcast, which if you haven't, you need to, so go back and listen to it. Um, I took the Vikings to win the NFC North, so I do love this bet. I think they will win the division, and I agree with Nick. I think if you're getting plus 225 or better odds, um, I would go ahead and lock that in. So, Nick, go ahead and go with your next one. I have the Houston Texans over four and a half wins. Once again, uh, Vegas coming around to my way of thinking here. The odds were at plus 100 when we gave that one out. It is down to minus 110. I still like it there. Uh, Any farther down, I'd probably just pass or maybe try to parlay that with something else just because 
Um, you know, I don't like to play those negative numbers, especially on a season-long bet like this one. But I just wanted to throw this one out there because I'm very confident in Houston getting to, to over four and a half. Yep, that's a good bet. I think Vegas agrees with you now that it's a good bet. So, um, honestly, I think I think Davis Mills is going to be a serviceable quarterback. I mean, if he's not a starter in his career, I think he has a very solid backup uh, option. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Texans should be able to hit five wins. And they play in a pretty bad division. I think they could beat the Titans a game. They could beat the Jags a game. And then you're just looking for three more in a fourth-place schedule. So, I, I do like them um, at, at four and a half wins. So that's yeah, going, going back through their sure. schedule, I see, you know, nine or 10 games that I would call winnable for them. Plus, you know, if they yep. can, if they can sneak one of those other ones out, like they did last year over the chargers and uh, over the Titans on the road, you know, if they can, if they can do that, I think they can find themselves at five or six pretty easily. So uh, I like this yeah. bet for Houston. Uh, my number four best bet here is Carolina to make the playoffs. I, I hope you got it at the number I gave it out at at plus five hundred. It's down to plus three fifty after the Baker trade. Uh, I still like it at plus three fifty. Um, again, we talked about how the NFC is a little bit weaker on our uh, episode yesterday when we did the predictions, but. Um, you know, you had the Saints making the playoffs there. I think I could probably see Carolina sinking in uh, instead of the Saints there uh, at, you know, maybe nine or ten wins if, if Baker ends up panning out there and the defense stays strong. Yeah, I will not be riding with you on this one. I think Carolina's closer to a dumpster fire than a playoff team, so <laughs> I, I'm i going to save my money on this one. But I understand your logic behind it. If CMC can stay healthy, their offense should be better. Their defense is just going to have to rise to the occasion. Um, just in my opinion, I think they're clearly behind the Saints to start the season, and I don't see a lot of paths where they really pass them um, with much conviction. So I'm going to stay away, but I understand the logic for it. Moving on to my Tyreek Hill bet. Uh, this one, I was surprised to see the juice went so far up on this. I'm not really sure why. Uh, it's Tyreek Hill for Offensive Player of the Year. I gave it out at plus 4,000. It's up to plus 6,000. That'd be 60 to 1. Again, this is a this this award more so than the MVP is kind of about the narrative. Last year, Cooper Cup won the Offensive Player of the Year because the narrative was that he had you know the best wide receiver season of all time, which was a true narrative at the time. But uh, I think I could just see Tyreek Hill if if Miami is able to unlock, you know, something with their offense and turns into a top five scoring unit, and you know Hill has a great year. It could be, you know, the, the narrative could be that he was the reason because you know he's the biggest addition that they made in the offseason. So I think if he has a great statistical year, Miami breaks out. Uh, you could see Tyreek Hill having a Cooper Cup esque narrative in that season and winning Offensive Player of the Year, sixty to one. I like those odds. Yeah, I might sprinkle like 10 on this one, but um, if you didn't listen to our wide receiver rankings episode, I'm a little lower on Tyreek Hill than I was for maybe the past couple years. So um, I think that Nick's scenario is very true, but I just don't see the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins unlocking their offense to the point where the Rams did last year that led Cooper Cup to um, the statistical season that he had. So... Um, it's good odds, and I am, I'm also surprised I'm su- that it went up by as much as it did. So I would probably sprinkle a little bit at that number, but not overly thrilled with that bet personally. 
My next one I have on here is the uh, the Baltimore Ravens to win the Super Bowl. This one has come down a little bit as well since we gave it out, but uh, still like it where it's at right now. It was at plus 2,200. Now it's at plus 2,000. Uh, 20 to 1 for the Ravens. I think one of the top six or seven teams in the NFL right now pretty easily. Uh, I, you know, I'll go ahead and take 20 to 1 odds on them to win, win the Super Bowl. Yep, I this is a, again another one that we talked about a lot that you can make it now at twenty to one and through the first six weeks it could be as low as twelve to one, and you may just have a lot of value for booking it early. So, um, yeah, I agree. I think the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender, and when you can get like a true Super Bowl contender at over twenty to one odds, I feel like that's a really good bet. So, uh, solid one there. So I'm actually going to skip these next two and save them for last because uh, going through this list, I've actually kind of decided that those are my favorite two. Uh, <laughs> and they're, and they're, uh, they're the biggest long shots, too. So I think they're kind of the most fun, uh, the most fun for ones sure. on the list. But So the, my next one I'm going to go with is yeah, the Raiders, on the Raiders. under seven and a half wins. It's, it's a really easy thing to do, and it's super fun. So I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and take the low-hanging fruit, as it were, here with uh, the Raiders being shitty. But... Uh, this number as well, Vegas has come around my way of thinking. Probably tough for Vegas since this is their team, but uh, plus 200 to plus 180 on the Raiders under seven and a half wins. Uh, you know, I think this is just in combination with their incredibly tough division. Uh, they have some, you know, bad draws as far as they're playing the NFC West uh, schedule, schedule this year. And they have a second place schedule, exactly, yeah, because they ended up finishing second in the division last year. So. The Raiders have a little bit of a tougher schedule than the Broncos and the Chargers and, uh, you know, have to play six games against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. I I don't love their odds in any one of those games. So I, I think I could yeah. easily see this team finishing with uh, seven, you know, maybe even six wins. Yeah, I also think that Vegas isn't like a great home field advantage yet at all. I think that there's a lot of, you know, people that travel to Vegas for when their team plays there. So it's still not like a established like home field advantage. So even like when the Chiefs or the Chargers or the Broncos go into Vegas, you know, it's not like they're going into like a really hard road environment. So even though there's, you know, three home games, I could see them being, you know, uh, underdogs in all three of those. And when you kind of look at their schedule and you're kind of looking at, you know, winnable games, you're probably getting to like nine, maybe ten. And then just in Raider fashion, I could see them blowing two of those easily, hitting this under. And then, yeah, that's another good bet. Like I said, it's always fun to shit on the Raiders. So I can see them definitely <laughs> it flaming just, out. It just feel like the Raiders don't have much margin for error at this number. You know, to, to get to eight or nine, they're going to have to win basically every game that they're supposed to plus – another one that they're not supposed to you know it, it just seems like they're yeah. gonna have you know their, their schedule is incredibly tough this year and i'm not quite as bullish on them as a team uh, overall so like the raiders uh at under seven and a half wins at plus 180 uh this last one uh, obviously going along with uh the ravens super bowl bet is lamar jackson to win the mvp still at plus 2000 the same number we gave it out at a couple months ago um you know, we, we at, the, at the time, my, my big thing was kind of, uh, you know, at the, looking at the odds, Hurts, Jalen Hurts had plus 2,000, Lamar Jackson also had plus 2,000, and it just didn't really make a ton of sense to me because we've seen the good version of Jalen Hurts, and that is Lamar Jackson because he won the MVP a couple of years ago doing what, you know, you'd, you'd think Hurts would hope to do this year. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, if you can get Lamar at 20 to one to win the MVP, which he's already done, I, uh, I like the, like the number a lot. Yep. I like this one. Um, again, if you didn't listen to the podcast yesterday, I had Lamar Jackson to win the MVP. Um, my only concern with Lamar Jackson is the Ravens still haven't signed him to a long-term deal. So is he going to be as willing to take shots? Is he going to try and run as often? Um, I still like the bet at plus 2000, but it is something to have in the back of your mind um, when you are placing that bet slip because it's definitely something I've been thinking about recently. So my second to last best bet, uh, season-long best bet here, is Mike Tomlin to win Coach of the Year at plus 3,000. At the time that we gave it out, my narrative uh, was basically that it's really hard to win Coach of the Year more than, you know, one or two times. Uh, Basically, there's only been two repeats in the last, you know, since the year 2000, so... You want to look for guys that have not had it and, and guys that have you know been in the league and have respect in these circles because these awards are usually voted on by writers and you know people that respect that you know that, that sort of thing kind of plays into their decision especially for awards like coach of the year you know they, these awards aren't like there's no statistical number you know there's no numbers to look at here it's all narrative based so uh, Mike, Mike Tomlin has not won one he's been in the league for a long time and I think if he's able to take a Mitch Trubisky slash Kenny Pickett led team to the playoffs, I could easily see the narrative being that Mike Tomlin was the reason why. And you know, at plus three thousand, that's thirty to one. I, I like these. I like those odds for Mike Tomlin to win Coach of the Year. Yep, and like you said, you know, this is something that you typically only win once. There's not a lot of two time winners. You know, you think. Who is the best coach in the NFL? Bill Belichick, Andy Reid. Like the same names kind of come up, but every year there's a different coach of the year, funny enough. So um, I think it's kind of crazy Mike Tomlin hasn't won one yet. So I do think very narrative-based. Like I I would imagine he wants to be the Pittsburgh Steelers coach for a a long time still, but he's got to get one of these under his belt at some point in his career. He definitely deserves it. So there definitely can be a narrative built for him to win that award. So I think if it's – if it's close 3, between, 000. great bet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If it's close between him and another coach that has already won it, and you know it's fifty fit, I think that he will get you know the benefit of the doubt there, just because he hasn't won one yet. So we'll see how it plays yeah. out. But I like that number for him. And then uh, my last and favorite bet of our uh, season preview episodes is the Ravens to beat the Vikings in the Super Bowl at plus fifty thousand. That would be five hundred to one. Cody, I said this at the time, but if this were to play out, the Fantasy Football Podcast will be broadcasting its first 23, 23 episode from Cancun. So hopefully this yep. bet hits because that would be a good time. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, no, but yeah, this this is definitely like at 500 to 1. I mean, you're definitely just taking the hit on the Vikings there. Like you got to bet on them to get to the Super Bowl which is always a little bit concerning with Kirk Cousins. But again, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, Nick made a great point about the quality of the NFC kind of being, you know, there's not a big, not the high side of the NFC isn't that high. There are a lot of teams are kind of close together. Probably one through six can all compete with each other. So, um, yeah, they could definitely get, I mean, I think they could, I think they're going to win the division. I think that they could, you know, be a two, maybe even a one seed if they have a really good year and ride that to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl. And on the other side, the Ravens, I mean, one of the best teams in the AFC. 
Again, as long as Lamar Jackson and that team is healthy, that's a great bet for them to make it and win. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's probably my favorite bet that Nick brought up over like our couple months span when we were breaking down each division. So, uh, yeah, I would lock that one in. That's a, that's a really, really good bet. And really good odds. And I want to go to Cancun. So just add it all up and lock it in. <laughs> yeah, it would it would just be a really fun one to follow if, if the Ravens and the Vikings both, you know, maybe advance a round or two in the playoffs. So I think, uh, you know, I'm going to definitely have you sprinkle a couple bucks for me on this one since you oh, yeah. are luckily in a state that allows you to do so. And uh, we will be closely monitoring the seasons of the Ravens and the Vikings with, uh, you know, cruel intentions in our hearts. So, um Absolutely. Cody, do you have any last uh, things you'd like to talk about here with the best bets or the uh, the, season, the week one preview? No, I did want to mention one thing that I think is really cool uh, when it comes to betting and the season long, you know, season long bets. Because I'll be honest, I don't bet a lot of season long bets. I don't like to have my money held up for you know seven months while I'm waiting to see if the you know Ravens can break ten wins or not. But one thing that's really cool is you could put a three to four leg parlay on like three or four division winners, especially if you're not a big better who doesn't want to bet every week. And then every week you obviously want the team that you have winning that division to win and the other three teams to lose. So it just gives you juice on something every week. Um, so if you're not into these other bets that we've talked about, that's something I would look at. I think that's a lot of fun. Um, and you can get some really good odds at it. So if you put 10 bucks on it, it gives you some juice every week for the whole year and could potentially have a good payout. But, uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. The last thing that I had there. Uh, but again, if you stuck around, we appreciate it. Like, comment, subscribe, uh, Apple, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Amazon music. Um, so let everybody know that we are the people to come to for fantasy football information. Uh, Next episode that will be out will be our Thursday night football preview episode where we will be breaking down start-sit decisions, you know, players in the game, everything like that. So, yeah, finally is absolutely right. Uh, So if you haven't subscribed, make sure you're here for the long haul. We'll be dropping episodes left and right when the season starts. So, uh, Nick, do you have any last message for the people? No, man, let's get this going. I'm ready for it. Yep, absolutely. Well, we'll talk to you all Thursday. Peace out, everybody. See you.